from the new recording lair located deep beneath the Wine and Spirit Store in Ephrata, Pennsylvania. You're listening to the Masonic Light Podcast. Studio 665 presents Masonic Light Podcast. This show is recorded by Masons, for Masons, and is for entertainment purposes only. And please, no wagering. This podcast is not endorsed by any Grand Lodge, and the ridiculous ramblings of the hosts are their own. And now, here's your host. Hey everybody, welcome to Masonic Life Podcast, episode 138. Irma Gerd. 138? Wow. And uh, what a what a special occasion tonight! We we have outdone. Well, I haven't done anything, but Tim, <laughs> trumpet fanfares, please. Yes, Tim has outdone himself and <clears throat> scored us a great guest tonight. Tim, who is our guest? It's some guy I met when I was in Philadelphia once. Um, no, uh, we are honored to have with us the Right Worshipful Past Grand Master Thomas Gammon the Fourth. Um, I just forgot all like the fourth and third part. That's why I had you do that. <laughs> we were really excited to have him with us. Yeah, it's going to be a great show. We're going to hear, um, you know, a lot about the Grand Lodge of Pennsylvania um, and about you know Tom personally. But I think if you don't count the outlying islands, we are the biggest Grand Lodge in the world. If you count the outlying provinces like India, well, Masonic like India, in, in Grand Lodge of England kind of wins, but right. barely. <laughs> So, Tom, welcome. Uh, what we kind of do around here is very simple. First, we start out, we just kind of go around a circle. Uh, we talk about what we've been up to Masonically. We have to explain this because we're pretty sure he's never listened to this show. That's, <laughs> well, that, that's why he agreed to come on. <laughs> that's why he had the right way we got him. <laughs> so, we're going to start with Brother Jack, and then, we're gonna, Tom, you'll be second. And we're just, like, anything you've been up to Masonically the past couple weeks. And... Um, and, but before we get into that, I just wanted to mention, I um, want to thank our patrons uh, on Patreon. Uh, we got a new uh, $13 Master Mason level patron this week, Eric. Uh, thank you, Brother Eric, for, uh, uh, wow. for kicking in. Thank you. We appreciate that. Um, you can sign up for as little as $1 per month. That's $1. Just a dollar. Yep. It's like a microtransaction. You'll never even... <laughs> You'll never miss you it. You can't feel it. It's, and like a year from now, you'll be like, I got to cancel that, but it's a dollar, so you'll forget, and you'll just keep giving it to us forever. Technically, it's not worth your time to cancel it. <laughs> It'll take longer for you to cancel. Yeah, so uh, go to patreon.com slash Podcast, and uh, you too can enter your your credit card number and CVV and help us keep this show in the air. So, uh, Brother Jack, past master, effort to lodge 665. Oh, time out, oh, Larry. Larry, you gotta go to the Larry's bathroom already? Go to the, Before yeah. you start, Jack, oh. I would be remiss if I didn't say that this show <laughs> begins our 18th year of. No, I mean, our, <laughs> our seventh year of broadcasting. Uh, Again, we're podcast. beginning this? Seven. Beginning our seventh year. We begin our seventh year every Again. episode. Again, it's really. No. It's no, like Groundhog Day. This is it, actually. This is it. This is legit. This is it. Oh, yeah. Larry, Larry, one more year and we're vested. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, Sorry, Jack. Go right ahead. No, it's fine. Um, since our last shoe, um, not, not a ton, um, went to – well, I listened online. We were talking about – at dinner tonight, we were talking about – the the um, the online component of Masonic education right now with the with the past grandmaster, um, so I listened uh, sat in on a uh, Rosicrucianism um, uh, talk. Uh, it's about an hour long show, um, and and that was interesting because I'm the path I'm studying is involves how Freemasonry is somehow derivative of all that. But anyway, long story short, uh, haven't done a ton um, in masonically except what i usually do and that is mentoring the candidates and uh if you're a if you're an old guy or a past master or somebody's been a member a long time i just encourage you to latch on to the new kid um he might be two generations younger than you it doesn't matter he doesn't care he thinks it's cool to hang with an old dude like you 
So just reach out and, and get involved with the new candidates and be a part of their lives. And that's, that, that's my, my uh, soapbox for the day. Great. Past right, right, worshipful past Grandmaster Thomas Gammon the Fourth. What have you been up? What, what have you been up to? Uh, and you're going to have to sign that whole thing on the wall, right? In, yeah, yeah. in a big arc. Little to nothing, but I have to ask Brother Jack, why did you look at me when you say old oh, guys? <laughs> Subliminal, I guess. You're 37 now, right? Yeah, uh, 36. <laughs> Masonically, not much of anything. Wow, since that was yeah. oh, yes. I'm impressed. With he has except- learned the secret word of a master mason. Yes. No. With the exception, though, of getting back to my home lodge. That's awesome. And I really, really enjoy it. That's great. Yeah. That's awesome. I will hear and remark, however, that... <laughs> <laughs> That Brother Gammon is a member of the Valley of Reading. Yes, I am. So just you know, just so everybody knows, a past <laughs> thrice potent master Ooh. of the Valley. In a good line. Yes. So now like we that. see what happens to past thrice potent grant. Uh, yeah, I like that line. I'm actually in that line in the Valley of Harrisburg. Well, you can't all be most wise. <laughs> Larry Maris, Grand no. Tall, Grand Tall Cedar, Lancaster Forest, number twenty-seven. Yeah, well, I'll start with that. Uh, we had our Tall Cedars meeting last night. Very good meeting, actually. On Sunday, I attended the Grotto Ceremonial and sat at a table with a sheik and a past monarch and some dude by the name of Scott Helm. I don't know what he does at the Valley. I heard there anyway, was a Heinsohn sighting and, uh, there. there. Yeah, was. George Heinsohn was yeah, there. Wow. Well. George looked good. He All really right. did. He, he looked. Did. He lives yes. outstanding. Um Goose and Gridiron Breakfast, which is attendance is picking up for that, which is nice to say. So other than that. Uh, now, Larry, your last meeting is Grand Tall Cedar. You, you lost our gavel. <laughs> actually, I didn't lose it. I packed it up. And actually, someone in our forest took the gavel and gave it to a visitor and that's how I lost it. So I can so, only do thirty for the gavel. So Larry gets a package in the mail a couple of weeks ago from uh, past Supreme Tall Cedar Mark uh, Brummagen. Um, he's a retired police officer from the Harrisburg area. I think Susquehanna Township, possibly. Anyway, he got a box, and inside the box was a huge Ziploc bag full of sawdust. <laughs> <laughs> And a uh, and a bottle of Gorilla Wig Glue, <laughs> saying that he's not sure how it happened, but that he and Jim Walmer would help to restore it <laughs> at the meeting. And uh, a good time was had by all. Yeah. And at the end of the day, they brought the gavel back. And and needless to say, we guarded the gavel. Every officer in the in in the forest guarded the gavel for the rest of the night. They got these cool shades they wear now. They look. <laughs> you know that gavel could have taken on a life of its own. It could have I was going to say world. like George's right. Fez. Like George's yeah. Fez. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So my past two weeks, I mean, you know, a good ten days of that was spent um, traveling the Rhine River in amazing. Europe. Amazing, amazing. Not not very Masonic, but um, very very cool. Um, I will say, you know, because this is mainly a, a male podcast. There's nothing so awkward as walking through the red light district in Amsterdam, sober. <laughs> With your wife on a Tuesday <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> and there's a young lady waving to me through the window. And like, Hi, how are you? <laughs> um, Do I know you? <laughs> just at least they didn't yell out, hey, Pete. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so that was fun. Um, other than that, I mean, I've mainly been busy... Um, you know, our good friend uh, Jeff Moyer kind of uh, has got me roped into. I am in the uh, the 18th, the 23rd, and the 32nd degree oh, wow. in this upcoming reunion. Doing some plays. Yeah. So uh, the 32nd's a small part. I've done it before. The 23rd, I'm uh, I, I I can't I I remember you can't say the degree in the part. So anyway, I'm in the 23rd degree there and I'm go. playing a 19 year old. <laughs> and, and I'm having a are, you the, are you the closest to that age in the cast? <laughs> and I'm having a conversation with my father who has less gray than I do. So I'll need to take care of something about that. And then the 18th, I'll be doing the uh, the prologue. So that's like my 
the big thing that I'm I'm learning. Cool. So um, that'll be fun. I guess that's and I went to Grotto and I went to uh, Tall Cedars and yada yada. Uh, Josh Lamberton, killer, the yes. person who uh, the, the last past master of Lamberton Lodge, four hundred seventy six. Um, what have you been up to, uh, Tim? <laughs> <laughs> Not really too much. He's he's kind of taking this past master role a little far, you know. <laughs> Not really too much. Just uh, committee stuff that I've been working on. But will you be at the uh, past masters meeting on Sunday? Yes. Good. Okay. Yeah. Congratulations awesome. on being worshipful master next year. <laughs> <laughs> no. Tim. Tim A. Past master of a, a share. Eureka West Shore Lodge number something three hundred two three hundred and two. And do you have a t- do you have a title of like um well, it can't be Grand Secretary because that's a, that's already taken right. No, I'm just secretary. Just secretary of secretaries. Yeah, I don't know. It's just I think they're all throwing darts my way because they're trying to get audits done all across the state. So <laughs> it's coming along. It's coming along. Uh, but since our last episode, um, actually, it's been a busy time. As you mentioned, uh, valleys are. Uh, gearing up for reunion season, and there are a lot of uh, reunion practices that have been going on at the Valley of Harrisburg. Um, so I'm usually there for showing the most previously recorded episode or whatever of the of that degree to folks doing the degree, and then we um, are prepping our crew for actually filming those um, at our reunion. Um, Went to the Past Masters Dinner of Eureka Lodge number 302. We held it at Appalachian Brewing Company. Had a great time. Um, had about 32 of our 53 Past Masters there, which was awesome. Um, we had our Zoom toast that we're continuing to do monthly. Uh, after that, um, let's see, I'm skipping over all these other events. Oh, um, I was at the council deliberation meeting at the Valley of Harrisburg on Saturday, uh, which was handled really well. It actually, they actually did this during COVID where um, they did it on Zoom. And this time um, they were meeting at the various valleys across the state. So the officers could go to their own valley and then that valley was tuned in. And um, so it kept guys from having to travel hours and hours and hours for a meeting. So I thought that went really well. Um, let's see. That's about it. Oh, uh, I actually didn't make it to Grotto on Sunday, uh, because I went to Cigar Lodge up in Drums and didn't get away till late. Um, so, um, unfortunately didn't, there's no roads that really connect from Drums to Wrightsville. So, um. I just am amazed there's a town called Drums. Yes. That's it. The it's best next cigar to Bugle, pub. I think. Next to Bugle. That's right. Right next well, to Since Bugle. you didn't make it to Grotto on Sunday, thank you for your contribution. You're quite welcome. That's it. Huzzah. All righty. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to have our interview with our past, right worshipful past grandmaster. Pennsylvania has to do everything weird. <laughs> we'll be right back. Why choose George J. Grove and Sons for your next home improvement project? At George J. Grove & Sons, we've built our reputation on quality and trust for more than 50 years. From planning to materials to installation, George J. Grove promises a home improvement experience second to none. Whether your goal is reducing energy costs, decreasing maintenance, updating curb appeal, or simply increasing the value of your home, the George J. Grove team will recommend and provide solutions that stand the test of time. Call 717-393-0859 for an estimate or visit us at georgejgrove.com. we're back uh i will ask the official uh marshal of the podcast to announce our guest masonic light podcast brother thomas gammon the fourth right worshipful past grandmaster is prepared to honor your podcast with an informal visit 
govern yourselves accordingly, more especially you, Larry Maris. And we would like to welcome uh, Right Worshipful Past Grandmaster Thomas Gammon IV. Brother uh, Grandmaster, welcome to our show, and thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me tonight. Uh, We're going to attempt to do something we don't do very often here, and that's actually be organized. Organized. Uh, We're going to see how that works. Define that. Well, that's why it's a a loose definition. Oh, no, wait a minute. Tim sent us an email, goes, can we do this tonight? We're like, okay. So we're going to be organized, but I'm going to take care of the first section. That's right. We'll see how this is going to work. Yeah, we're going to let Larry take us into the ditch first. Well, my biggest question is, what do I call you? You can call me Tom. Can I call you Tom? You may. Thank you mm-hmm. very much. All right. But outside, I have or to... Or brother Tom. <laughs> One of the things I wanted to ask, and there's a couple questions I have when I looked at Tim's ideas here, which are really great. Tell us a little bit about your family. About my family? Yeah. Well, I've been married to my wife for 46 years. We've been together for 50 years. This year, we have two wonderful children, my son Thomas the Fifth and my daughter Danielle, two great grandchildren. They'll both be 16 this summer. Awesome. Yep. My son had a, a son and my daughter had a daughter the same summer. Wow. And Thomas will be Thomas Gammon the Sixth. Awesome. That's it. He is. I just shouldn't say he will be. He is. He is. Yes. Awesome. You're, you've been married 46, going on 47 years. Yes. Mm hmm. What did your wife think about you becoming grandmaster? <laughs> My wife has been so supportive of me. I see, really. She really has. Uh, through my fire company career, through our business, now through the masonry, she's always been by my side. And we don't do anything without us talking about it. Well, you mentioned something about being first responder. You've been doing on. I've heard a lot of things about you in the Lehigh County area and mm-hmm. so forth. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, I joined a fire company. Uh, Lower Frederick Fire Company in 1975. I became chief in 1986, ran that till about 2000, got out. I stayed fire marshal in the township, came back in 2012 up until uh, 2020, then retired as chief. Still actively involved. I'm a battalion chief with the department, still fire marshal. I'm actually on a fire marshal's uh, task force right now. There's five municipalities that work together. Don't you a uh, fire marshal for the state or something like that? Did you? Uh, for the state police fire, state uh, police. assistant oh, fire. Okay, police. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I thought. I thought yes, so. and you've been doing that for a long time as yes. well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you you were doing that, balancing that, and being grandmaster at the same time, and also having our own electrical contracting business. Oh, good grief! Wow. Well, mm-hmm. Can you point out everything that Scott Helm did wrong when he wired this? <laughs> Where would you like me to start? Scott's a, ma- <laughs> Scott's a master craftsman. He did a beautiful job for it. It was worth every penny. He didn't charge you anything then, huh? No. <laughs> well, I, I know tonight at dinner we talked about sort of your journey in, in Freemasonry. And tell us a little bit when you got involved and how it led to the pinnacle of, of becoming Grandmaster for Pennsylvania. The way I got involved was the Grand Lodge of Pennsylvania put a full-page ad in the Sunday Bulletin about Freemasons to call a 1-800 number, and that's actually what I did. Wow. And that's how I got involved with the fraternity. Really? Mm-hmm. That is cool. Both my, both it's almost my, like a dating application. <laughs> in today's world, that's what it would be. The Bulletin's gone, but Freemasonry is still here. That's yes, right. Exactly. <laughs> But both my grandfathers were Masons, and I had no clue yeah. until after they both passed. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Wow. We hear that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's they, unfortunate. They about it then. Yeah. Yes. So how, how long totally have you been a Freemason? Mm. How many years? 27, I believe. Oh, my word. I have you beat. <laughs> Maybe. How many have you? Had? 48. Okay. I'm 49. <laughs> <laughs> And, La- and, La- and Larry, you finally achieved the pinnacle of Grand Tall Cedar of a dying forest. <laughs> no, it's not dying yet. I'm not going to kill it. That's a- One of the questions I had when I was reviewing what Tim was writing down here, and I thought, okay. Yeah, sit close to the mic. Um, <laughs> when you were ready to kneel at the altar to take your oath and obligation as Grandmaster, what in the world was going through your mind at that time? Don't screw up. 
That was the biggest thing. Don't screw up. Don't screw up the obligations. Yes. Not mm-hmm. about the future and what it's going. You know, I was nervous as a cat on a hot tin roof that day until we processed into the room. Okay. And it all disappeared for some reason. But you didn't think about how big this is, I, how important this is. One of the biggest. Well, yeah, lodges. he had like eight years to stress right. on that one. Well, <laughs> yeah, that, I guess those I thoughts guess. ran through my head the night I was asked to run for junior grand warden. Oh, all that. I was asked uh, in Chester County at a banquet by Brother Bob Bateman, past grandmaster. Yeah. We sat down. We talked for about an hour, and Cheryl and I were in the room. I said, you know, I, I can't give you an answer at this point in time. So we went home. We talked about it probably for about two weeks, the pros, the cons, what that was going to do for our life, our business, our children. Sure. Finally, I said, all right. I called Bob. I said, Bob, Joanne, come on up to the house. We want to go out to dinner, talk about it. They got up there because – let me back up a minute. Before – he asked me. I was an aide for Jay Smith that evening. It was a banquet. It was a lodge meeting. I was the only aide there. And about halfway through everything, Bob came to me and says, got to talk to you. There's a problem with the aides tonight. And I just stopped. I said, I'm the only aide here. What's the problem? Yeah. So that led up to him talking to me about that evening. So when they came up, it was a Sunday. We sat around the house a little bit, didn't talk about masonry. And I could see he was uh, curious about what my answer was going to be. Yeah. So we went out to dinner to a restaurant. About halfway through dinner, I pulled an envelope out of my pocket and said, handed it to him. I said, Bob, I-, I couldn't explain my decision, so I had to write everything down for you of why I made this decision. And he opened it up, and all I had was big, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I told him. You mess with me, I'm going to mess with you. <laughs> but nice. that that period of time was when I really thought of the magnitude and the importance of taking that position on. Mm-hmm. And from that point on, it was just planning. Yeah, it's a like I said, it's a really, really. So, Hank, Hank, Larry, yeah. excuse me. You, you said the magic word planning. Yes. How much? How much instruction? Toward that planning, did you get as grandmaster? Because we've talked about that locally in the lodges. Mm-hmm. You know, you spend four years going through the chairs, and you get like plunked into the east, and you really haven't been trained for it. That can't be the case here in Pennsylvania. It's There's, not between yeah. between Brother Bob with me, and he was he was an he was an asset that I can't he can't even say mm-hmm. he really was, and our grand secretary, Brother Mark Haynes. He is so on yeah, top of everything. Yeah. He is the best grant secretary, yeah. I think, that in the world. You can say it. Go ahead. I, yeah, I can. <laughs> well, yes. I, He's not listening, is well, he? I, <laughs> no, I, I, don't, I don't want to uh, jump on, on Larry's script here, but um, with all the planning you did, none of us were expecting. <laughs> like, you, like in Pennsylvania, it's a two-year term as grandmaster, and I'm sure you had this – Detailed plan of what you were going to do for hour two years. So what was that plan? <laughs> what was the plan that somehow some little uh, virus got in the way and screwed everything up? Well, let's just tell me to tell you that the first three months were great. <laughs> and then after that, I'm not sure the plan went out the window. Right. You know, I mean, that has the core of a book. Yes. You could, you could, you could write that book. Just, you know, man plans, God laughs. Yep. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> now, all, the, all the past grands told me about it, all the travel that was, was involved with being grandmaster. And you were locked in your I don't know. I went from my bedroom down to my office. <laughs> that wasn't a lot of travel to me. <laughs> yeah, but you still had to do your duty as a first responder. You still had to do your duty as running a company. That didn't change. No. Yeah. And, and you know, I must say... Even with the fraternity shut down, I was still putting around eight hours a day for sure with fraternal business because it just didn't stop. Oh, yeah. Just because the fraternity well, was shut down. Well, it's a machine. It's a corporation it all by itself. It right? is. And that's kind of an interesting 
look at it because you you really have two bo- two things that are happening. There's the the whole corporation that is Freemasonry mm-hmm. is happening sort of on one layer of the onion, and then the the fraternal stuff right is is almost a whole separate thing. And and they both have to be full time jobs, right? It, really, it is. Yeah. Being were, a grandmaster is a full time. Other than maybe wartime, are you the first grandmaster that had to actually shut everything down? You know, I, I I'm not positive about that. I think so, but I can't say for sure. Would have been it would have been the anti masonic movement era. Yeah, probably. So. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So you if mentioned happened, you mentioned planning, and my understanding is that a fairly recent occurrence in the history of Grand Lodge, Pennsylvania, at least. There's now some interplanning that goes on among the Grand Lodge officers. Yes. Um, it, it's a, talk str- a little bit about that. strategic planning. We yeah. sit down and we discuss things. If uh, a Grandmaster brings an idea up, if every, let's say a Deputy Grandmaster brings an idea up, if everybody following is not going to continue it, we're not going to do it. Great. That way you don't get the one-shot programs Correct. that are just – Bouncing one, the fraternity from wall to wall every right. two years. Mm-hmm. I think that's great. And, yeah. and, and it's been obvious over the last several grandmasters that that's occurring. And Good. I think that makes a lot of sense. I'm going to end my portion of this. But <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was we were, As I'm looking at the script that Tim wrote, we're really getting off the track here. That's right. But I, I did want to say one thing to Tom. that We first met several years ago in Carlisle. At a lodge of research meeting, and past Grandmaster Gene Herod, he was Grandmaster at the time, <coughs> took the microphone and walked around the lodge room, which was a big mistake. <laughs> you were in the East. I had to throw you the sign to talk, and that's when we got into this dialogue about podcasts, the new era in Freemasonry. And I invited him to come on the show. Is this when Mark Haynes got very angry at you? Yes. Wanted to yes. your card? Oh. Yes. <laughs> no, it actually didn't. But there was a lot of uh, texting going on, from what I understand. <clears throat> but anyway, you never forgot that. I saw you in Reading several years later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. But anyway. We thought we were all going to lose our dues cards that day. I, I think we need to take a commercial break right now, so we'll be right back. All right. At the historic Smithton Inn of Ephrata, Pennsylvania, we're pleased to serve the latest creations from Weathered Vineyard Winery, along with spirits from Thistle Finch Distillery in Lancaster, all to be experienced in the tasting room of a beautifully restored 18th century bed and breakfast. Cigars by DNS Cigar are available for your enjoyment in the courtyard. The historic Smithton Inn is convenient to Lancaster County's most interesting attractions. Just minutes from the Ephrata Cloister and the Green Dragon Farmer's Market, and a short drive can get you to charming Lidditz, thriving downtown Lancaster, as well as Hershey, Bird in Hand, and Intercourse, or Valley Forge and Gettysburg. Whether you're looking for a romantic getaway or an active vacation full of sightseeing and attractions, the historic Smithton Inn will be a welcoming oasis from everyday life, one that you'll want to visit again and again. Stop in and visit at 900 West Main Street in Ephrata, Pennsylvania, or check out our website at historicsmithtoninn.com, or simply call us at 717-733-6094. Just ask for Passmaster Dave. All right, and we're back. Uh, we are uh, with Right Worshipful Past Grandmaster Thomas Gammon the Fourth uh, of the Grand Lodge of Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania and parts thereunto pertaining. No, Masonic, <laughs> Masonic jurisdictions, jurisdictions thereunto belonging. belonging. Oh my God! <laughs> okay, so okay, what are they? What are those Masonic jurisdictions thereunto belonging? You're really putting me on the spot, aren't you? <laughs> Bayonne, New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, <that's right>. <laughs> <laughs> it's all those organizations. Pea that... Patch Island. Delaware doesn't want it. We gave orders to get started. I'll, and take they never... I'll take it. <laughs> I'm sure there's somebody, there's probably a lot of somebodies that know much more about that than we do. Some of these older guys that could spend hours talking to us about that. That's great. Just, so right now, before huh? the break, uh, we kind of tiptoed right up against uh, the fact that you began your term the first three months was off swimmingly and um, then it all kind of fell apart uh, when did you first hear about covid19 
And when did you first think you might have to make a decision about closing the thing down? We were actually uh, on vacation in Florida mm-hmm. that uh, week in March. And I say we, it was my wife, Mark Haynes, and his wife, Karen, and Jeff Wonderling and his wife, Sharon. Okay. We got a phone call about COVID-19. We, Mark and I kind of locked ourselves in one room for the next two days, made a lot of phone calls, researched it on uh, the computer, and finally I said, guys, we're shutting it down. And that's what wow. we did. Wow, that's great. That's I mean, it's, that that had to have been like, like, like the the doors closed, the big iron doors, kachung. Do you, know do you think mean? that like your experience being around, you know, because when you when when you're in the fire service, you know, you're also also learning lots of first responder medical stuff, and 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 also being the chief executive officer of your own business. Right. You know, I mean, that's the great thing about Freemasonry is theoretically. I don't, you know, anybody who's a Mason could be the come the Grand Master, um, but not everybody is going to be uh, the owner of a business and used to making tough decisions. It, it was a very difficult decision because uh, when we made it, I I didn't know where we were going to come out of COVID, and if we did, what was the fraternity going to look like? Right. Was there a specific occurrence that had occurred that uh, kind of tipped the scale, or was it just? The reports you were seeing? Just everything. All the information we had gathered. Nobody knew what COVID was going to do, how it was going to affect. Because this is like week two in March, right? It was like, I think, March 13th, if I remember Mm -hmm. correctly. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was just – it it, it was interesting because, I mean, I remember hearing about some cases in Seattle. And then a few days later, you heard about them somewhere Mm -hmm. else. And it seemed like that – Second week in March, it was just like a tidal wave. It just ramped up, and it just went crazy. So I I can't imagine the pressure you must have felt. There there was uh, a lot of sleepless nights from it. Yeah, and uh, and I'm sure it's been said um, at at many of the banquets that you had to attend as you were on your way um, to the end of your term. But you really did a great job with it. Thank you. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know how it could have been done any differently to have any better outcome. Honestly. Well, I, pre- I appreciate hearing that, but it wasn't me. It was it, nah, it was everybody in the machine. fraternity. Yeah. You know, it, it, let's face it. The love for our fraternity is there. Mm-hmm. And something like that was not going to shut it mm-hmm. down. I was concerned it might, but the membership of our great fraternity. Yeah. That's well, why. I and it. I mean, we are not a youth fraternity per se. Correct. Uh, and so, uh, I mean, the, I can't imagine the tens of thousands of lives you probably saved by making that decision. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you just think about it, um, mm-hmm. if we'd have had guys coming to lodge and not doing the things that, I mean, I remember early on, you know, it was like everybody wash your hands because this is being passed through touch and things like that, mm-hmm. things we didn't know. There was a lot we didn't There's know. There was a whole lot we mm-hmm. didn't know, and we learned as we went. But those decisions that you made, I, I, like I said, I'll, I'll forever hold you in high regard for many reasons, none the, not the least of which is, in, a, in the end, you saved the fraternity. Thank you. So I appreciate that. Oh, man, this um, is getting out of hand. Oh, I know. <laughs> wow. So one Start of the, the things, violins, yeah. you know, as bad as we felt as Freemasons not being able to come together in our lodge rooms and stuff, we have Masonic villages all over the place, and they were really yeah. under some tight scrutiny. Talk a little bit about some of the things that – went on there and, 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 and how that all kind of came about. Well, at the same time we shut the fraternity down, we shut the villages down, yeah. in and out. Uh, Brother Bill Kingsbury, I can't say enough good about uh, Bill. Mm-hmm. He was in a very tough position also, mm-hmm. and he and I communicated at least once a day, pretty if not more. The, pretty fresh in the position, too. <clears throat> yeah, he was right? pretty very new, too. Fresh. Very new in, very. Pretty yeah. new in that job. Yes. Too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we both kind of hit the ground running <laughs> and kind of hit the wall together. Yeah. Well, we were talking at dinner about, you know, in spite of this huge negative event that had occurred and the fact that you had to shut down the fraternity, what were some of the good things that came from the fraternity during the pandemic uh, under your watch? <laughs> what can, what, what good came? Yeah, some, oh, the, some of the good things. Just the, the, the flowers at the villages for the for the shut-ins. Uh, the, the way we, the fraternity banded together to take care of brothers 
who were less fortunate than themselves. Just, you know, I can't say enough good about this fraternity. I really can't. It just, it's just an amazing group of people. Amazing. It really is. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and technology wise, we, we, we were for like, you know, one of the great things about Freemasonry and one of the bad things about Freemasonry is that we have the slow, drawn out process that we always do things. We were really forced to get drug into the 1990s. <laughs> well, there's no doubt about that. And I'm glad you brought up technology because the Zoom calls and who would have ever thought we would have a quarterly by Zoom? Isn't that, isn't that amazing? Uh, yeah. When that first idea came about, we all kind of looked at ourselves and said, we can't do this. They said, yes, we can. And we did. If a grandmaster had proposed that outside of a pandemic, they'd have been run out of office. Exactly. On a rail. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, it's a valuable tool. It did take uh, the place of Freemasonry, but the Zoom calls sure did help. It sure did. Well, and you mentioned the constant, and, and in some cases, um, let's just be honest, uh, some of our lodges maybe haven't done the contact to our brethren the way we should have. Uh, and it, you, I at least saw a renewed effort by many lodges to reach out to brethren yes. and say, how can we help? Yes. And it's still continuing today. Yes, it is continuing mm -hmm. on. And, I, and I've seen that through not just the Grand Lodge of Pennsylvania, but, um, you know, as a Scottish Rite Mason, embracing some of the online degree mm -hmm. work and and being able to, like, be in contact with, you know, even if you're homebound, you can still feel like you're part of the greater organization. And I see things like that with the Grand Lodge of Pennsylvania, too, where they've really stepped up their game with um, – Facebook, Instagram, um, and even just the you know the, the, they redid the website, the whole Pennsylvania Grand Lodge website. Mm -hmm. um, so even if you are you know in a a small fifty person lodge somewhere, you don't you kind of now can feel like you're part of the Grand Lodge of Pennsylvania. You're not just part of Podunk Lodge number five hundred in right. the middle of nowhere. Right. Well, that, well, that was the beauty of the Zoom quarterly after we did that that night in the next couple of days we we received so many emails and phone calls from our brethren who have moved out of state and can't get to their lodges thanking us because they now fe felt part of freemasonry again that's awesome cool uh, we talked about you you mentioned masonic education and one of the things that i am thrilled about is that the grand lodge has started to have these seminars online um they've moved for the most part they're on saturdays which is good guys folks can get to those uh, outside of a work week um but a lot of grand lodges abroad i know during the pandemic i participated in masonic education that occurred from uh, some of the grand lodges in canada some of the ones in england and scotland and grand lodge pennsylvania has now picked up on that mm -hmm. and it's starting to offer some of the topics that maybe would have been covered at an Academy of Masonic Knowledge or somewhere like that, um, just as a standalone thing, as a Masonic education thing, which I think is fantastic. I think it's great because not everybody can get to a, a seminar, That's but they can get on their computers yeah. and participate. Yeah. Great. What, here's a wonky question I just figured found out. Um, <laughs> like Once you started... And this didn't have to be when you're grandmaster, but somewhere somewhere in those chairs. What is the thing that you found at the Grand Lodge building itself? Like go digging through things that you mm. found the most interesting. Because there is so much history Stuff. there, uh -huh. not just in the museum that you can see. Right. But the vault all the stuff that's downstairs that hasn't made it up into the visible stuff. In the archives. Yeah. So mm -hmm. is there something that, that, that you know, like sticks out that's just like a really cool find? That For me, it's just that whole building. Every time I go in there, I see something different that I – and I've been going to the Grand Lodge for a lot of years. What I, what, what I did when I, when I was Grandmaster and I, and I could get into town, I'd go in early in the morning. Actually – Brother Mark would pick me up, and we'd go in between 4.30 and 5 o'clock into Philadelphia, and I would just wander the halls in the dark. Now, it's some area lighting's on. It's just to feel that building, to me, 
It was surreal. It really... It's amazing. Yeah, it is absolutely amazing. Yeah, if you're not from the Philadelphia area and you've never been to the Grand Lodge of Pennsylvania, it should be a bucket list thing for you. I mean, I hear there's one or two other Grand Lodges that are notable in the world that you need to see. But I'm I think sure this there's is a the, lot of them, but the, this, this is in the is top three. I would say it's this in the is, top three. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I visit a lot of different Grand Lodges over, over the years, and this is right at the top. Yeah. Exactly. Well, we're going to take another break, and we're going to come back with more of our conversation with uh, Grandmaster Kamen. As far back as the mid-1800s, records exist describing the pre-meaning tradition of brethren smoking cigars during and after gatherings. To this day, the practice of smoking cigars remains very much alive in many lodges. This custom is considered a time for brethren to relax, exchange ideas, and enjoy the simplicity and fellowship that is the very essence of our brotherhood. This is what Hireman Solomon Cigars is all about. Our starting principles are to bring Masonic brethren together in the harmony of a good cigar. Pull up a chair, sit back, light up any of our premium cigars, and enjoy the history. Hiram and Solomon Cigars can be found at fine cigar retailers. For a complete list, visit HiramandSolomonCigars.com or check them out on social media to find out when they'll be at a live event near you. Hiram and Solomon Cigars is pleased to be the official cigar of the Masonic Light Podcast. And we're back. Um, so we, we're, uh, we're visiting with the uh, Right Worshipful Past Grandmaster Tom Gammon, the fifth? Fourth. 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 Sorry. The fifth is at home and um, the sixth is at home. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he's probably aged from the show. Did you, did you not get the book of names, or that you could? Okay, <laughs> we, so, I, I can spell Tom. Ah, Listen, if he got ten more points, he wouldn't have been able to join the police academy. <laughs> no, I, I think it was the other way around. Oh, but, uh, that had to get in there somewhere. That actually came from a listener, uh, and you can probably guess who it came from. Harrisburg, uh, an infamous uh, secretary of a valley. Um, uh-huh. The Grand, so, Valley? the Grand Valley, the Grand Valley, <laughs> the Big Valley, the Big Valley, the Big Guy. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we were chatting during the break, and, Mason. and I, I threw, I accidentally threw out a question, and they all yelled at me and said, "Wait till we're recording." So we're back. Um, so, right, um, to, to 2020 happened, right, and that was just horrible. But you also had another year. Uh, you had 21, right? Yeah, well, we were shut down. Still, a lot still, of that. still yes. shut down for, but but it seemed like even behind the scenes there was more activity in mm-hmm. twenty one that, that there things was. were churning, um, and we could we could feel that, and it was promising. Um, but what um, we we know you you did a lot of good. You you recognized the first responders, and that's always important. But what did you not get done that you wish you could have done? COVID or not, whether it's that's what it was or. The machine just wouldn't allow it, or the the time frame was bad. What what did you want to do that you couldn't get done? One of the big things we were trying to do was rebuild the arch at Valley Forge. Ah, yes. We were not able to do that. It's in disrepair, and we've taken that project on in the past, but we just could not mm-hmm. accomplish that. So it's still in disrepair. Okay. Fascinating. Is All that right. something that's carrying forward to? I'm hoping so. Okay. Yes. That would be a great national campaign. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think absolutely. I yeah. mean, look at look at the history of this country. Just came out of there. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And the Masonic component of every it. Masonic body in the United States could be part of that. Can, yeah, we, can we, trace itself back to that. More we or need less. a good yeah. fundraiser. We had worked on that for a Larry? couple of years ahead of time. Uh-huh. I, and it I just, do you know anybody that I knows how to raise money? Ah, oh, geez. All right. Never mind. <laughs> Larry used to do that for a living. He sold Girl Scout cookies or something. Oh, did he? Yeah. yeah. The peanut butter ones. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> So one of the things that we always want to do is we're, we're always talking about how do we appeal to people that should be in the fraternity that aren't yet. And at the same time, there's that push-pull healthy tendency between we want to get more new guys in, but at the same time, we've got to guard the Westgate. Um, 
What are your thoughts on how we do that? Well, one thing I think we have to be much more visible in our communities. Mm-hmm. We have to do the good things, not the bad things. Mm-hmm. Uh, for too many years, I think we were our own worst enemy because we never talked about Freemasonry. Mm-hmm. We have to get out there and showcase ourselves. Mm-hmm. We had to let people know that we're Freemasons. Exactly. I, I know locally here in Lancaster County, we have a um, a publication. I think Engel produces it called uh, The Merchandiser. Mm-hmm. goes out to every home. And... It's mainly an advertising-driven thing, but churches and nonprofits, if you submit an article, if there's room, they're putting it in there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, I always – and I'm guilty of this myself because I do a lot of volunteer work outside of Freemasonry. I don't like to have the attention brought back to me. I don't do it for Pete. I do it for the charity. But we need to – take credit for some of these things and some of these things if we do raise money it's it's horrible because i i know jack's cringing but sometimes we need to take a photo of us handing a check to somebody and putting it in the newspaper right um it's not why you do it but you need to advertise right exactly yeah absolutely it's a balancing act because i'm not i it's not prideful it's not look what we did but we need to have some advertising too, and and I don't know the I don't know that balance. We have to let the world know that we're here, what we stand for, and that we are good men. Indeed. Yeah, because if we don't do that, people aren't going to come knocking at a door. Jack, you got a question or just an itch? No, I'm having a cramp actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie horse is killing me. So what's the future hold for uh, Tom Gammon? Tom Gammon kind of going to do what he wants to do for a while. Uh, yeah? Yes. Nice. Yes. That's sweet. My wife and I actually just got back from a trip. We took two weeks and something we haven't done in probably 30 years, just her and I. We went down south, had a wonderful time. That's awesome. On the way back, she said, you know what? We have to start planning the next one. Nice. That's mm-hmm. sweet. So are you? So I guess um, I know in, in some some Masonic bodies and some corporate bodies, you know, when you're done being the head guy, you're still kind of roped in as like a trustee. You're roped in as something else. So do you do you have any more official duties? Well, I, I actually was just uh, appointed to the MSA board oh, for fantastic. for the state uh, for the country. Oh, good. Uh, seven states. I'm. Um, mm-hmm. A commissioner for from New York down to Washington D.C. Nice. So I'll be spending a little bit of time with that, not near as much as mm-hmm. the Grand Lodge, uh-huh. but uh, and with the Grand Lodge, past Grand Master is kind of like a past master of a lodge. We're supposed to sit back in the corner, nod our head, say yes. Past masters take notice. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was the hardest part of my gig so far. Do you do you have a copy of your portrait above your uh, above your mantle? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Only because we don't have a mantle. <laughs> uh, I'm still waiting for that first grandmaster that goes a little wonky. Like, um, who was our auditor general in Pennsylvania before Shapiro? Do you need a Paisley caftan? No, no. Like the, the the one guy he he had a, a lightsaber in his photo. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, and apparently, like the, the the like the new guy who's from the other party is just like, oh, I don't even, I don't even want to hang that thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm hung down at the Grand Lodge right now. So okay, yeah. So, I didn't know whether you got like a uh, a ten foot by thirty foot copy for your own house, no. suitable for framing. No. Right. <laughs> so you mentioned uh, at dinner that you've gotten back to your own lodge. Yes. Since then, and we've not mentioned that lodge. What lodge are you a member of? Perkyoman Lodge, number five hundred ninety five, in Red Hill, Pennsylvania. In Red Hill, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Salute. So that's great for everybody so, who doesn't know. That's Upper Montgomery County. Okay, cool. And I'm sure the guys were glad to. Have you there? Most and, of them. Yeah, most of them. <laughs> like, we thought we got rid of you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's great. So now that now you're back back in, in normal life in your lodge, mm-hmm. um, do the guys let you come in just as a member, or are they, trying to make, are they still trying to treat you like a purple? Uh, as a member. Okay. Yeah, they're, they're, I made it very clear 
I'm a member of Perkiomen Lodge. I'm a past master. He up allowed there. me to call him Tom. Yes, yes. Mm. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's part of me that just won't. You know, if, if you and I are out having dinner or whatever, maybe. But anytime we're we're two or more are gathered. I just feel the need to refer because to me there's just an honor with the well, title. Well, yeah, of, I would do that as well. Master. But in this room, and yeah. that's right, that's right. Uh, and, and those protocols are important. And I can imagine in your own lodge, um, those guys would have a tough time mm-hmm. straddling that. And place. recently, you did receive one of the highest honors in Freemasonry. You were made a prophet of the Ubar Grotto Order. Right? Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes, I was. <laughs> A so, memorable, uh, memorable experience for all so of us. All of us so just so you know, it's an open invitation. Next time you're in the area, you're always welcome to come. Yep. Um, we always have a we always have a good time. That's one of the nice things, and and we do the same thing for uh, one of our members, Ron Ron Carson, who's a district deputy. Like he is just a member. We do not. Yeah. We do not call on him. We do not make him talk. Because that's one of the reasons why he likes to come is because he can just feel like one of the guys. Right. That's why I like, love going back to my lodge. Yeah. I can sit there on the sidelines with no responsibilities. That's oh. great. They didn't get, ask you to sit in a chair yet. No. Because <laughs> that's how this all started. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> can you be junior deacon tonight? <laughs> so, so the trick we've learned is just don't make eye contact. Yep. Right. It. It's when you make eye contact that you uh, end up – with an assignment. How do you think I got here? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, do you have a favorite memory from the time you were in line? Anything that really just stands out that that like kind of like something that just made you think this was all worth it? Well, I have a, I have a lot of fem- favorite memories. I know we were up at Westfield, Pennsylvania at a at lodge anniversary. And it was at a golf course. And when we pulled in the driveway of the golf course, what sits holding the American flag but a yellow fire truck, ladder truck? Nice. And I rolled up there. They said, that's for you. I said, great. At the end of the evening, I don't know whether it was the worship master, senior ward, I don't know who it was. You think you could put that thing away? I said, get out of my way. (laughs) (laughs) All the Grand Lodge officers thought I was going to drive it back to their firehouse for them. (laughs) That's really cool. That's awesome. And and it was really special up that way because Westfield is where uh, we have our deer camp. Mm. So we go up there all the time. Very good. But just to get to meet the brethren from that area, Uh who I didn't know before. Is your deer camp like Moyer's deer camp? Is yours rustic? (laughs) Very. Or is it like a palace in the woods? No, like no, no. Big screen <laughs> Leather TV, recliners. And, yeah. yeah. So, so West, yeah. Westfield has a, a ladder truck for the one two-story building they have in the whole town? <laughs> well, maybe two buildings. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, we're going to take a break. We've got some news from uh, Brother Walter. Uh, we've got, I think, another commercial. And then we'll come back and wrap up tonight's episode. In Masonic News Today, at a recent meeting of the Grand Overseers of the Universe, it was decided that the title Past Grand Master would be discontinued. In its place, the term Right Worshipful Has Been is to be substituted. In response, the Grand Lodge of Pennsylvania has issued a statement saying, if anyone is found using this new appellation, he is to submit his dues card for shredding by a pack of feral Doberman pinchers. In other Masonic news, Elon Musk has submitted a bid to acquire the Masonic Light podcast for an amount rumored to be in excess of $47. A spokesman for the podcast recently said, we have nothing of value to say. That's the Masonic news, so moated well. I really wish Elon would buy this thing. <laughs> <laughs> For 47 bucks, it's a walk away. I got it. I, I, I shared something on the, I, was, I think it was on a different way. It wasn't my webpage. It was uh, like people of Delco shared it. But oh, I was like, no. I, I hope I hope Elon um, buys Wawa, fixes the parking lot, brings back the good hoagie rolls. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, 
been a great episode. Uh, let's talk about what we've got coming up uh, in the next couple of weeks. Jack, how about you? Wait, what? Masonically, what have you got coming up in the next couple of weeks? Uh, tomorrow night, this is a kind of an interesting story. We're having an Enter Apprentice degree tomorrow night. Um, the worshipful, the immediate past worshipful master of our lodge was at a, uh, like, I think it was a Thanksgiving dinner with his family, and it happened that he had a, a Masonic T-shirt on underneath his coat. And his father saw it and said, you're a Freemason? Well, yeah, Pop, I'm, yeah, I am. Very proud of it. And his father said, yeah, I, I know a bunch of Masons, uh, some other stuff. I just didn't know I knew, you know, anybody in the family. He said, well, your, your other son is a Mason, too. What? Just, yeah, and my son that just got deployed to Europe, uh, he's a Mason too. <laughs> so he's getting his entered apprentice degree tomorrow night. So that's kind of fun. It's a, uh, it's kind of a reverse, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's some uncles and a grandfather or whatever, but this worked the other way. Now, now Dad's getting initiated. So very cool. Nice. Yeah, we'll rough him up a little bit. That's great. <laughs> Just kidding. None of that happens. No. <laughs> Grandmaster Gammon, do, uh, in spite of the fact that you told us you weren't doing anything, uh, you got anything coming up interesting in the next uh, couple of weeks or a few weeks? No, not really. Anything to look no, forward to? No. Just uh, waiting for warm weather so I get out on the motorcycle. Nice. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's great. All right, Larry. Uh, Goose and Gridiron on Thursday. No, really? Really? Yeah. When did you all go to start meeting on Thursdays? That's awesome. About 15 years we've been doing it. What? On three planets. Uh, Also, two. Lamberton's got their rusty nail degree coming up. It's not Lamberton anymore. It's Millersville 476. Uh, old habits are hard to Yeah, break. rusty nail degree. It's Lamberville. Uh, next Tuesday. Lamberville. You guys got it wrong. Big meeting. Okay. Past, what is past, that? past masters meeting on Sunday. Oh jeez! Oh, and I get to put on my Sunday. I get to put on my grumpy past master hat. <laughs> All right. I thought it was on the fifteenth. Oh, I thought it was this coming Sunday. I thought it was yesterday. It's May fifteenth. Oh well. Is what day will this drop? I think so. That's all right because there'll be thousands of people listening to this That's episode right. in ten years, and they'll <laughs> not care. Think, what are they talking about? <laughs> right, what do I have? I have a lot more practices tomorrow night. I have uh, the. You know, practice for the 18th. The title of the 18th degree in the ancient acceptance. Oh, I can't say it here. Oh, <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> you can as long but as you don't tell us your role. It's like five paragraphs long. Wah. Um, yeah, so I've got a bunch of different stuff uh, coming up for uh, Scottish Rite. We've got um, on May 1st, we're doing. Uh, usually we do these things on the fifth Sunday, but we're doing Junto Council um, Allied Masonic Degrees early. So it doesn't fall during um, Memorial Day weekend. Right. So uh, that's that's a good time. Um, yeah, I think I have. I'm just looking at my calendar. We have Night Masons coming up. Weren't you made a uh, an officer in Night Masons just because you joined? Didn't they immediately make you an officer? No, I offered to become one oh. and was declined. Oh. I've since demitted. Meow. But that's it. Uh, Josh, um, what about you? Uh, well, we got lodge meeting coming up, and I think that's about it. All righty. That was exciting. Hey, yeah, <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah. All right, I guess we're pretty much done here. Larry, you want to... Uh, well, well wait, we have to check. He, uh, Tim has to make sure... I've sh- got my calendar open. Oh, Tim, oh, Tim, <laughs> and then at the end of that, Tim has to ask if he can keep his dues card. So. Right, I've got <laughs> my dues card out here, so... <laughs> so we, as we do with all... Uh, Eureka West Shore Lodge number 302 will be having their stated meeting uh, the day that this drops. Um, we will be... Uh, Having a convert, our program for the evening will be Brother Glenn Kurtz and Abe talking about Masonic vice presidents. The presidents get a lot of wow, attention. obscure topic. Yeah, nice. man. Well so done. he's going to talk about the vice president's affiliation with. Wow, Freemasonry. I mean, don't sell the whole seat because you're only going to need the edge. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> the best part is we're going to have stuffed pork chops for dinner. Uh, our our stewards do an amazing job. Nice. Um, and make plans now for our June stated meeting because, in addition to being, you know, pork chops and vice presidents, you really know how to appeal to the younger members. 
<laughs> in our June meeting, in addition to strawberry night, we're going to have a pig roast. Uh, and so that's we're looking forward to that as well. So that'll be great. For the vegan um, crowd. There are numerous uh, rehearsals. And we wonder, we wonder why you can't get any uh, Jewish or Muslim members in your lodge. <laughs> <laughs> it's like pork every week. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, I don't know. Nobody's complained. So uh, let's see. What else? Oh, on May the 7th, the uh, Valley of Harrisburg will be having a... Uh, fish fry, or it's not really a fish fry, I guess it's a seafood feast. That's what it is, a seafood feast, followed by a Kentucky Derby party. Um, and so we're looking forward to that. You can contact the Valley of Harrisburg website for that. Will mint juleps be allowed? Mint juleps will be available. Who's ah. playing the horse? Yes, I don't know. Tom, um, Tom LeBaugh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that, Tom. He volunteers to be the back. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> Neither did the Grandmaster. <laughs> He's very active. He's laughing, though. Yeah. Uh, on May 15th, uh, the next meeting of Cigar Lodge Number 1 will be occurring in Shemokin. Is that how you say that? They're going to be smoking and shemokin. Smoking and shemokin. Um, so we're, we're really looking forward That's to like that. That's like the biggest town it's ever been in. It goes from drums to... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe if you had it in like Philly or Pittsburgh, you might get a crowd. You know what I find interesting about this whole cigar thing is that these little gatherings are cropping up everywhere. Yes. Um, there are brethren all over the place that are having their own little cigar social events. I bet I've gotten a half dozen invites to places that are going to have uh, you know, outside after meetings and stuff, and it's just gatherings and people looking at new ways of fellowship. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it's fantastic. I love it. As you're talking, I, I forgot something that I did during the last couple of weeks, um, I went to a meeting of the Water Spirits Shiners. Oh, yeah. And I forgot to mention it at the opening of the show. This is a group that um, – it's a unit of Zembo, Zembo Shrine. Shrine. Um, and they meet husbands and wives in, at various restaurants around the area and sample local brews, distilleries, things like that, wineries. Um, really nice people. It's a, it, 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 to define it, it's a perfect mashup of – uh, tall Cedars and Grotto. Um, if you can imagine those two things oh, being together in the same room, uh, whatever came out of that—that's what—that's what, that's what um, Water Spirits Shiners was. It was a great time. Uh, our guest, we had them on the show a couple weeks ago, um, Mo and Bob, um, and they were very welcoming, and the group was excellent and um, super, uh, super encouraged. But that—it's that speaks to these, um, like the cigar clubs right. and the. Um, the affinity, everybody wants affinity, affinity lodges. We need to charter the, all these affinity lodges. They already exist. Join right. the shrine. Right. I, right. I didn't realize that until those guys were here. And and that's you know something to keep your eye out on if you're looking for some kind of affinity, affinity lodge. We just got a call from the Surgeon General. He wanted me to say that um, <laughs> cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat even if you do not inhale. So please use caution. Okay. Thank you to the Surgeon General. We appreciate that. But to Jack's point, actually, that's popping up in all of our Masonic bodies. Yep. All of them yep. are ending their meetings and their guys gathering to continue the fellowship whether it's with smoking or whatever the case may be, people are going to local restaurants to continue the conversation, et cetera. And just the the depth of fellowship that I see going on is just amazing. It'd be, it'd be, this is where I lose my news wow. card. It'd, it'd be really refreshing if someday we could just, you know, stay in the same building and have a cigar and a drink. But uh, Well, it might occur someday. We'll see. Okay. Some, someday. 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 <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Uh, Larry, you're the second grand person that said someday. (laughs) But I have no power. (laughs) Josh, let those chickens out so Larry can get us out of here. Larry, this is your time to talk. Start talking, Larry. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to tell. He wants Uh, Josh to turn it down. Yeah, I can turn it down later. Can't hear myself. He can't read and hear at the same time. Special thanks to Josh Lamberton, our producer and director, for continuing to make... A great show. 
Uh, also to Everett Lodge, six, 665, 665, uh, Jeff Moyer always 665. Whatever. <laughs> for allowing the studio <laughs> to exist in the basement. The video. Here, here. Where we should be. We said we weren't going to do uh, video. Also to, to uh, Jack Harley, our news director, Tim Dedman, our marketing director, to our special contributors, Michelle Snyder and Douglas Haddonford. And, and and I can't Austin Schifrin. Austin Schifrin. Yes, we've got two. We got two Whoa. in waiting. So I'm not sure if it'll drop. Oh, this no, wait one a minute. Or the next writing one. and voice is different. Ooh, yeah. yeah. No, he's got an own voice. Oh, golly. Hey. Well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to close. I have a little story to tell. Oh, this, no. uh, this, this, he did not run this by the censors. This, uh, this Irish priest oh, God. Oh, is, God. is driving on a country road. <laughs> and a cop pulls him over, sees a bottle of wine laying in a passenger seat. And the cop says to the priest, have you been drinking? And the priest answers, no, just water. And the policeman says, well, I smell wine. The priest looks at the bottle and he says, Oh, Lord, he's done it again. <laughs> this is Larry. Thanks for listening. Uh, this is Tim. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>